don't worry about what other people are doing. I think it's good to be aware of what other people are doing, but uh, what works for one organization won't work for other organizations. So be brave and don't be afraid to test something new. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of Talent Experience Live or TXL as the slang has caught on. Um, Of course, your weekly look at all things HR, talent acquisition, talent management, and Natalie, mine and your favorite. HR technology. So super excited to have everyone joining us here today on um, LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, the full gamut. Uh, As always, an exciting topic today. Um, Natalie, what exactly are we going over today? Yeah. So today, Devin, we are going over campaigns, uh, which is near and dear to my heart. I love, love, love talking about campaign strategy with customers. Uh, here at Phenom. And we're going to go over how that strategic outreach uh, using HR technology can actually help bring, uh, help the talent acquisition space, bring employees back to the work uh, space quickly and at scale, right? So, you know, in doing some research this week, we've learned that 70% of the global workforce is made up of passive talent who aren't actively job searching. And the remaining 30% are active job seekers. And this means that you have to actively reach out in order to fill your vacancies, right? You can't just kind of wait for people to filter in and start applying to these jobs. So how can you do that? You can do that really easily and really thoughtfully through campaigns. 100%. And it's so fitting that we are talking about campaigns uh, in the midst of an election year, right? I I think of of political campaigns the whole nine. We are about to be uh, overrun by them in the the coming months. Um, But of course, we're not not talking politics. That's not what this show is about. Uh, It is specifically around, you know, talent acquisition campaigns and talent management campaigns. And 81% of candidates believe that employers continuously communicating status updates to them would greatly improve experience as a whole, as a whole, excuse me. Um, So being that this is talent experience live, uh, a great way to actively communicate is through campaigns. And this is specifically important across the childcare industry as schools begin to reopen and reclose and reopen again as the trend seems to continue. And the stakes have have truly never been higher. Um, So this is all about campaigns. I mention the, the point of childcare in schools because today we have a very special guest, Natalie, who we have joining us. Yeah, so uh, Derek Murphy Johnson is going to be joining us. Uh, he's senior manager of talent acquisition at Kindercare. Uh, he is a longtime customer at Phenom. Uh, we just adore him. So welcome, Derek. Hi guys. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, uh, Derek. Um, I jumped on your LinkedIn, and I know we talked about this a little bit on the in the back half before we, in the green room, if you will, before we kicked off the show, uh, giving you compliments on a wonderful beard um, and how it's grown from a spectacular mustache. So first of all, compliments to that. 
Um, but the experience, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, your professional experience and background doing a LinkedIn deep dive, as I always do. I noticed you have a super robust background in recruiting and talent acquisition. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, thanks. Uh, I know I look so young, but uh, I've actually been in talent acquisition uh, in HR for over 20 years. Um, I actually started up in sales and marketing for a resort company and my boss got acquired by the competition uh, and she brought me with her and a small group of people. And she surprised me after I agreed to follow her. And she was like, by the way, you're no longer going to be doing sales and marketing. We're building out a huge call center for the southwest of the country. And you're going to be staffing that from top to bottom. Uh, and so I was like, um, what's HR? <laughs> <laughs> so like a lot of people in talent acquisition, that was uh, the start of my career. And uh, I spent a lot of time in hospitality, uh, specifically in the resort uh, space. So I did everything from call center uh, agents staffing a 500 person call center, uh, doing the training, the recruiting. Uh, back then, we didn't have recruitment marketing. It was not a thing. Uh, but I used to do like uh, image ads in uh, the old uh, employment rags uh, and would put in call for Cindy, call for George and Whoever knew that was my source tracking. Um, so that's how, how long I've been in, in recruiting. And um, I, after hospitality, um, I got interested in healthcare and transitions into emergency management, emergency medicine and uh, fire for um, a national organization. And that's really where I cut my teeth. Um, company was going through a lot of growth and change. So I, I essentially acted in an HRBP role where I did employee investigations. I did uh, a little bit of human resources management, but focused on talent management across the spectrum. Um, and then um, uh, I did not like being in 100 degree weather in Phoenix. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. It's freaking hot. <laughs> was it because of the beard? Yeah. Was that potentially uh, the, the reason it was so warm? Was it from the beard? No. I, so this is a requirement to live in, in Portland, Oregon. Uh, you have to have a beard. Uh, lumberjack is a necessity. Uh, no, I did not have a beard in Phoenix, thankfully. Uh, but uh, at 10 o'clock at night, you would go outside and it was 105 degrees. And Growing up in the Midwest, I missed the greenery, had a lot of friends from um, both the Midwest and, and Arizona that moved to Oregon, came up here, and I started off in corporate recruiting with Banfield Pet Hospital, uh, and I joined them uh, a few years after Mars acquired Banfield Pet Hospital, uh, and I was the only corporate recruiter at the time, and I uh, joined at the time with incredible growth for the organization, and I placed over 600 people in two years. Um, growing departments, uh, talent acquisition went from 10 people to 75 in a year. Um, and I built corporate comms from the ground up, tripled IT size. And, and so I did that for, uh, almost four years and kind of filled every role from the C-suite, uh, down to, um, call center and field technicians across the country, uh, and kinder care compi. And kinder care education, uh, we're the largest child care provider. Uh, we have 2,100 locations across the country and almost 40,000 employees. Uh, and they contacted me um, about five years ago when they were going through a cultural transformation. Uh, and I was actually hired to lead the corporate recruiting function. 
Uh, and I did that for four years. And, and my team, we really um, rebuilt the corporate office and, and brought in fresh talent and really identified both the cultural fit of where our organization was at the time and where we were going and bringing in the right talent to help grow the business. Um, and I did that and it was amazing and, and I loved it. And I still felt this draw to be in recruitment marketing and, and really telling the story and really interested in, in that candidate experience and that candidate journey. And, and I pitched the, the opportunity where I could be marketing for talent acquisition we could reduce uh, our spend. And around that time, Phenom launched the CRM pl- product, uh, which I was in both lanes. So I was corporate recruiting and I was also utilizing the CRM uh, to do campaigns, retargeting really at that point um, to really show value in, in what I could do. Yeah. So with that all in mind, um, can you talk a little bit about some of the TA challenges that Kinder Care is facing right now and kind of what the strategy is around that? Yeah, um, Devin, you, you mentioned it earlier um, um, with COVID just changing everything that we all know. Um, one of the first things that we had to do as an organization for the safety of our employees and our families was uh, we had to close all of our centers except for those that were supporting our essential uh, frontline workers. Uh, and that was a very difficult decision for the organization. We, we, we had never done that before. Um, and so, um, so going down from 2,100 to about 300 centers was a, a big challenge for us. Um, as we, are, um, as we had, had started to reopen, um, it was the changing regulations and, um, you know, within childcare industry, every state has a different regulation. Uh, and at times there could be, uh, different regulations at a county level too, depending on some of the states. And so being able to, uh, bring in outside, um, uh, consultants and partnering with the CDC, our organization, uh, came up with health and safety measures. Uh, and as we started opening up, uh, our corporate communications team did an amazing job of sending out culture campaigns to our employees that were on furlough. Our operation managers and, and just uh, department managers did a good job of sending out information to our employees. But um, our CDs, which are the individuals that manor, manage our childcare centers, they went home operating under pre-COVID uh, health and safety and just everything. And basically overnight, our organization changed how we operated, how many children we could have in our centers, what that looked like. And so as we were sending that message out, um, as states opened to allow us to start serving our families again, it was really important for us to not just get our employees back to work, but make sure that they were informed of the changes that we were doing to ensure that their safety, the safety of our children and the safety of our families. And so as uh, we opened up our centers and waves as the states opened and um, I partnered with our corporate communications team and our operations team. And I sent out emails on behalf of our group presidents. And it was just a, hey, how are you doing? We know that this is crazy. We are here for you. And we wanna first make sure that you and your family are safe and secure. Uh, and secondly, we want to know that, like, want you to know these are all the things and this is how we've invested to protect your safety, 
not just now, but in the future as well. And so I would send those messages out right before we um, contacted our employees to let them know that they were going to be able to come back to work. And so that was just to help some of that initial fear that they would have of, of coming back into a center. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you touched on really something really important, which is um, not only the the communication, but the empathy behind the communication, right? Just the fact that this is such a crazy time. Um, I'm trying not to say unprecedented. I'm so sick of that word. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but just letting people know that, you know, while we're all behind a business, right, that we see the human uh, that's also struggling behind it, right, and and all of that worry and concern. So um, that's awesome to hear that, uh, you know, you've been communicating that way with um, some of your, your employees and trying to work and things like that. How about candidates? What's the communication been like for candidates? Um, so as, uh, as we closed our centers, what we, uh, the first thing that we did was, uh, we took all of our, uh, applicants that were not in a to be considered phase, uh, and those that were in a to be considered phase. And I sent out a, uh, a large email blast to them all. And I was super transparent with them. And I was like, listen, we don't know what we're facing at this point for the safety of everybody. We can't operate the way that we were. And so we um, uh, just sent out a very basic message. Please stay safe. We're going to do uh, the same on our end. Uh, We don't know when we're going to be in communication with you next, but we will be in communication. Uh, And so we sent that message out to candidates and got a great response. And then um, slowly, as we have um, uh, identified the locations that um, we're going to be closing, made sure that we close the requisitions right away. And anybody that didn't get that initial um, large message that I sent out, as we were closing on um, the requisitions, we made sure that everybody got that message. Um, um, and then put the same message out on our uh, employer channels. Um, and then um, uh, Phnom was an amazing uh, partner and you guys came out with a um, some COVID uh, response tools. And so we turned on our COVID banner on our um, career site, linking that up to our up-to-date health and safety practices. So for those of you just joining us, this is Talent Experience Live. Uh, we're obviously coming to you live. We're joined uh, by Derek Murphy Johnson from Kinder Care, talking all things campaigns. Uh, Derek, we talked about the unprecedented, now you can grab your drink if you wanted to, um, <laughs> the unprecedented circumstance that we're in. Um, but obviously it's, it's different for everyone, right? So when you, you look at how the workforce has changed across the country and you, you think of there are situations where some individuals may not be able to re- return to work because they have to take care of their own children or their own children are being homeschooled. How are you recovering talent quickly and at scale um, as more of your schools and daycares open up, but potentially their other school districts or they may have to you know, take care of loved ones and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And that's actually been, um, I would say, uh, before COVID, the biggest question was, what is it going to look like after COVID? And I think uh, coming after COVID, it's like, okay, not only are these schools open, 
Um, but as uh, schools are reopening, they're reopening in phases. And so we may be at a lower ratio. And then a few weeks, a few months later, we may need to hire again. Um, so our talent acquisition department, we're pretty fortunate because in addition to recruiting, recruiting operations in my world, HRAS also sits in talent acquisition. And so uh, HRAS is a big thought partner. Uh, we work a lot. Um, I speak with them several times a day. And so we'll take a look and we'll look at traffic patterns, um, pulling up the Phenom analytics to see where people are coming in, reviewing their career site, taking a look at our um, previous applicants for like the past year. Um, uh, we have an assessment with our teacher staff. And so looking at people that haven't completed the assessment um, so I have created a few different templates that I use, depending on how soon that we're going to be recruiting. Uh, so I have three different email templates that I've created within the Phenom CRM that I send out. Um, but one of the things that we've found that is the most beneficial is the SMS tool. Um, so in some of the areas where either prior to COVID, it had just been a challenge for us, either due to it being a really rural environment and not having a lot of talent pools to uh, fish from, or just a, um, a lot of competitors in the same area like Seattle, New York, some of the metro areas. Uh, and so being able to do a text blast with somebody's information on the other end. So um in uh the detroit area um or cincinnati i can't remember which one uh but we were having some challenges recruiting some teachers and i did a text blast to some people that had applied to the to the positions in the area um in the past few months right before covid uh and out of it i think i sent it out to maybe 800 employees or 800 candidates and from that i got 510 uh people that had went in and updated their applications and then applied to new positions we had over 55 uh interviews and right now we're at 40 offers or people that have been hired from one text blast wow that's awesome that, that's amazing. And it's, it's interesting you bring that up because, you know, I've been listening to my podcast and staying informed. And I know that just childcare as a whole is becoming super competitive. A lot of people are looking for in-home um, nurses, teachers, kind of, um, you know, babysitters, if you will. Um, so I completely understand the importance of trying to get to them quickly. Uh, and SMS is, is probably the best way to do that. Um, when you're, you're, you're talking about sending a text to someone, um, are, are they lengthy text messages? Kind of what does that look like? No, uh, it's really uh, um, short messages. Um, actually, uh, I am getting ready to, I have two scheduled today uh, to go out. And one of them, we're getting ready to hire. We're not hiring. Uh, so one of them is just checking in and saying, Hey, uh, Devin, uh, you applied at a position here uh, in the past year. We know COVID has changed everything. We wanted to let you know that we had uh, invested in our health and safety, and we're proud to uh, announce that we're going to be opening up in two weeks. So uh, part of the text campaigns is letting people know that we are um, uh, opening up and we are um, taking care of our employees, uh, and then sending out a link to our updated health and safety. So that's a very short, condensed text. Uh, when it's action uh, oriented, when we want somebody to um, reply to a hiring manager or a recruiter, uh, that message is, hey, Devin, hope all is well with everything going on with COVID. We wanted to let you know we're hiring preschool teachers or lead teachers in your area. 
click on this email to find out more information. So very short information. We don't want to overwhelm anybody because the, the intent is not to kill them with information. The intent is just to intrigue them and get them interested to reply back to us. Derek, my boss is watching. You should have never said that I had applied for those positions. I, I could be in hot water now. Uh, <laughs> but no, so we, we talked about email. We talked about SMS. Um, oh, are there any other tools that you're using to, to really uh, boost your campaigns? Are you using any video or you, the traditional absolutely. phone call? Uh, absolutely. So um, uh, in the uh, both our employees, as they were returning back to the classrooms, as well as our new employees, we're showing our um, children in the classroom. Uh, one of the most recent campaigns that I put in, uh, one of our teachers had a picture of kids doing the little elbow uh, greeting and a couple other kids doing like the foot greeting. And so it was like a new cool way to say hi. And so just being able to include the culture within your emails. Um, if you're an employer in this state, everybody knows that you're going to be hiring. Um, it, it's not a surprise uh, that you're going to be hiring post COVID as more states are opening up. Um, so to your point about like, especially in our world for teachers, to your point, like now our competition isn't just other people within the industry. It's my next door neighbors. It's uh, people down the street from us. It's uh, churches. It's other organizations that are trying to find a solve for. Uh, Derek, I think we lost you for a second, but before I, I, I hand it over, <laughs> it, was, it was spectacular. Um, you know, one thing that I wanted to say was I, I think it's awesome that you're using up to date content to send out rather than just old video. When you mentioned the, the elbow greetings and the, the kind of kick greetings, um, Tom, who's in the back pulling the levers right now. Uh, so thank you, Tom, for, for keeping this show up and running. We always talk about how it makes us cringe when we see stock photos of a bunch of people gathered around a boardroom table. So <laughs> That is yeah. it's super, super awesome that, that you guys are doing that. And I know, Natalie, you have a, another question as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that that leads a little bit into the question that I have around uh, what else you're doing to kind of optimize campaigns and your communicating uh, to adjust your that rehiring strategy. So I think obviously one of those ways would be to make sure that you're using relevant imagery and, and videos and things like that. But kind of what are some other good things that you're looking at in terms of the results that you're seeing and, and what you may or may not be adjusting moving forward? Yeah. So uh, I would say for our rebounds, we, we weren't really looking at the metrics for our existing employees. Uh, but what we're focusing on for our um, applicants and people that we're trying to hire is open rate. Uh, and I'm, I'm super proud that like I've been above 30% open rate for the past few weeks. Uh, and my click-through rate, I, I don't have my numbers right in front of me, but uh, my click-through rate is actually continually to increase. Um, so um, we're doing some A-B testing right now within campaigns. Uh, uh, I have one campaign that's two new applicants um, that has a little bit more buzzwords, not unprecedented, uh, but um, <laughs> new abnormal and some other things uh, and more of a focus on that where others is more of a focus on the culture. And so um, so I want to um, see which one's going to perform better. So I think um, we're looking at all the different message uh, metrics of the click through and everything like that. But then we're also looking at like, 
even if it's not a hire, that's still a success. So if you haven't uh, applied for a position in a year and I send you an email and you log on to your profile on ATS and you search for a job, that's a win for me because you may not have been thinking about kinder care education, uh, but based on that activity, you're not going to be thinking about us. And so um, my HRIS partner and I, we're now getting a little bit uh, more involved in the Phenom analytics. And now we're going to like get a little bit sneakier and start uh, retargeting those people. And then we're, we're building out like basically a waterfall based on candidate activity from my emails. Amazing. I love to hear that so much. <laughs> um, so I do. I just, I just think it's so great. And I think, so that kind of leads me into my next thing. So anybody who's watching right now and thinking about really starting to be more strategic in their campaigning strategy, what are some, um, some pointers or some best practices that you could kind of share in, in all of this that's really worked well for you or, or the maybe top three things that people should be focusing on when they're thinking of starting to campaign? Be brave. I would say um, don't worry about what other people are doing. I think it's good to be aware of what other people are doing, but uh, what works for one organization won't work for other organizations. So be brave and don't be afraid to test something new. Um, get feedback uh, is the other thing. So I have now started to share not only the uh, results of the campaign, uh, but I'm also now showing what messages are going out to candidates. And I'm getting feedback from our talent acquisition managers. Uh, and then recently sharing some of this information uh, with like our leadership team. We just had a great session uh, with our IT leadership team talking about candidate experience and what we need to say and how we need to say it. Uh, and so from that information, I'm gathering information and I'm having follow-up conversations with our IT leadership team and their brand champions of saying, okay, um, uh, thank you for looking at this information. Uh, this is now created a whole other workflow and a whole other project. So I would say, be brave, share your information and share your cards with your internal partners. Let them know what you're doing and celebrate the victories. Like I said, it, with recruitment marketing, it isn't all about the hire. It's people going back into the ATS and updating their profile. People applying for new positions is like the cherry on top. But celebrate the small victories and look at your open rates. Look at your click-throughs. Without you, maybe those people weren't aware of your organization was back open and hiring again. 100% Derek, when you, you think about the, the applications, which is typically overlooked, those are individuals who want to work for your organization. That means that you've done the right thing, portraying your company culture and, and really getting the message out there that people were able to find the job, right? That's half the battle is people looking for a job and finding something that they're willing to apply for. Now, I know you talked about A-B testing and a question came through in the comments that I wanted to ask specifically. I think it ties in with A-B testing is, can you comment on whether your campaigns with video are performing better than those without? Thank you so much, Jennifer Thomas, for the comment. If you have any other comments or questions, feel drop, please feel free to drop them in there. That's a great question. Um, I actually don't send out messages without video. I find that video is very engaging. Um, so... I don't send out um, messages with only images and links. So I want to be able to respond to that. No, that probably explains your 30% open rate and your, your click-through rates being so high because video is king. That's why we're, we're on here, you know, doing a live session 
with video. Derek, this has been absolutely spectacular. I know you said be brave. Um, if someone is on the, the live stream right now and they are interested at a career with kinder care, where should they go and how do they get in touch with you to find out how you grow such a spectacular beard? so if you're interested in working for care education we hire teachers field leadership uh as well as corporate employees you can visit us at kcecareers.com uh also kcecareers on most of your and uh social channels facebook twitter and linkedin um and then you can connect with me if you're brave i i do swear a lot on twitter so fyi (laughs) i want to throw that out there but you can follow me on 503 recruiter uh, on Twitter. And then also I'm, I'm happy to connect with anybody on LinkedIn. Uh, I have worked in a lot of States. Like I said, I've been in talent acquisition for over 20 years. If I'm connected to any employer or hiring manager and you're out there looking for a job, not necessarily with kinder care education, please let me know if I can make a introduction to help you find your next job. Derek, one last thing I wanted to say, I was watching Gary V videos this morning to get me amped up for my live session because I think he does it so well. Uh, And you brought up the point of of being brave and trying new things. And that's something that I know that he stresses. And also he curses a lot. Um, So you definitely have some some commonalities there, which um, he's he's doing something right for those people that that don't like him. Right. He's on all of our channels. Um, But He's always very good at giving parting shots or any words of wisdom. So I'll hand the floor over to you for any parting shots before we, uh, we wrap up this TXL show. Yeah, I would say COVID brings in a, a whole new era for talent acquisition and talent attraction. So uh, this now is more for us to show exactly the business impact for talent acquisition, uh, specifically recruitment, marketing, and then talent attraction. Uh, I think we've been a buzzword for a while. So this is now a way that we can show the business that we can actually make an impact. We are not a cost center. We are not a cost center. We are a business function. uh, And we have a direct impact to the business outcome uh, by bringing in talent to the organization. So don't sell yourself short. Awesome. Absolutely not a cost center. Um, human resources, so HR for short, it's humans, Derek. right? And they are a resource to you um, to leverage. And, and Derek, thank you so much for joining us today. We greatly appreciate it. Email um, campaigns, we'll, we'll catch you, soon. you know, driving all right. audiences, all, right. so all of that kind of stuff. Me. So it's just all so great to just pick his brain for a little while and get all those best practices out of them. It's awesome. And and campaigns are are such a huge aspect of talent acquisition and talent management and, and talent marketing right now. So it's awesome to hear his successes. I think my biggest takeaway from this was put video on everything, right? He's got a 30% open rate. Um, Put any video that you have at this point. If it's a music video, I think you should put it in there. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't need to be overproduced, right? Like, and this is something that I, I, I impart to all of our customers here at Phenom is, it can be a cell phone video. It doesn't matter. It's, it's the interactive content that for whatever reason, it just resonates better with people and you're going to get pe- more people opening your emails and interacting. Yeah. So yes. For Could sure. be a video of your dog freaking out saying he's so excited to, <laughs> to talk to you. Um, <laughs> but anyway, now thank you so much again. Um, actually, I think you have off next week. I have off next week. So I think Tom will join us, um, but definitely tune in. Uh, subscribe to our social channels. We always have some great information up there. Uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, the whole nine. We look forward to seeing you next week. And thanks again. Yep. Hi, everyone.